1: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 We interrupt our program to bring you this important message A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states
0: We are controlling transmission
2: There is another world that awaits Far beyond what we can see and feel a place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe
1: might not be. Step into the
0: zone of the best unknown. You aliens, ghosts, big crew. conspiracies,
3: and cover-ups. And to the parabenoma we go.
1: Tonight's program is going to be off the charts. Good evening from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest between the paranormal and abnormal. We gather once again around the radio to open up our minds to this crazy, wacky world in which we are a part of. And if you look around, you will uh, see how unstable this world appears to be with catastrophic destruction geopolitical tensions unlike we've seen before it doesn't mean that there haven't been rocky times like this in history but in our lifetimes it seems like uh well this takes the cake and uh, the screws are getting turned uh, more each and every day and who knows what the future is going to hold especially when they're talking about going back to masks and lockdowns for a new covid variant oh my gosh are we headed there again? But besides that, uh, look at the fires and the floods, the starvation, the threat of global annihilation. We've heard about population collapse of late. We've done many shows on depopulation agendas. The threat of nuclear war is seemingly ramping up, more so. As uh, every week or so goes by. And the list goes on. All the signs are that um, what we face here is going to continue to be rocky. Physical signs, of course. You can see it. You can see the scarring. You can see the devastation. People who have lost their homes due to... uh, the fires and floods, people who are fighting every day just to, uh, you know, get nourishment into their bodies, and then to have to worry about everything else that really is out of our control. It's a very interesting time, for sure. But beyond the physical signs, of course, are the astrological signs. We're talking about the movements and positions of these celestial bodies. That may influence our global affairs. The ancient practice of astrology, of of course, has been used across generations to interpret the frequency and the intensity of current events. It's a big part of many people's lives. Very big part of Jeff Harmon's life, who is a second generation master astrologer and a spiritual advisor with 47 years of experience looking at the charts. You know, I mentioned it's an ancient practice, although that ancient practice has been modernized quite so much with computers and artificial intelligence. Jeff has also assisted in paranormal cases. He's worked in many areas of the entertainment industry and has performed forensic work for government agencies. He's back tonight. It seems like when we get together more so these uh, days, um, Jeff, we're not talking about uh, positive things.
3: Well, that's true. Thanks for having me back. Um There's a lot of positive things to talk about. I think the biggest problem is the world, you know, right now. Ever since 2020, has pretty much been in the sewer.
1: I would agree, and so when we look towards the future, uh, you know, wrapping up 2023 here uh, and looking ahead towards an election year year next year in the country and beyond. uh, So the middle part of the century. Uh, Is there any hope? Oh, I think
3: there's always hope. I I would definitely never say there isn't hope. Um, I'm more of the camp that I don't care what they do to us. We're still spiritual beings having a physical experience. And I think Earth might just be the soul cauldron. I mean, when you really look at it, the Earth is where spirit manifests. and, And it truly, truly is. And uh, that's why I loved ancient Nadi and Vedic astrology because it it looks at it much more in that light. And I think we're in a transitional phase right now. And I mean, I've been mentioning this for years and years. People have asked me ever since I think 2010, which now is pushing 14 years ago. You know, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? And I said, not much. I said, you know, I think the Mayan calendar is great, but I think it's misinterpreted. And I said, secondly... I don't see 2012 as the trigger point. I saw 2020 as the trigger point. And it's, it's turned out to be so. Um, we had two major configurations in the sky that have cycled. The first one, of course, brought us the pandemic. Did I say pan? I meant scam I meant pandemic. But anyways, I, I always get that one wrong, right, sorry. But uh, the, the bottom line is uh, COVID came in almost precisely on a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And you know, just to give you a little idea what's going on with that one, uh, if you go back to 9-11, the, that happened on a Saturn-Pluto opposition. The banks crashed in 2008 on a square. So for people who are not familiar with these terms, they're just geometric aspects. And the strongest are always the squares, the oppositions, and the conjunctions, and they tend to bring great changes in society, and um, what's interesting is this country was founded on a what we call a great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. That uh, only happens about every thousand years in a fire trine, and um, that's what happened right when the boys were drafting all of the... Incredible documents for the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, and all that was matriculating right in that time. And I know there are certain religions that absolutely hate the Masons, but I'll say this. Take a good read of the American Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I don't see anything wrong with it at all. In fact, I think it's one of the most profound documents ever drafted for human existence. And it's really an amazing and sacred document. And I think what happened back then was the beginning of the industrial revolution as well. Well, on 2020, we had on the winter solstice and ushering in of a new era, which was compounded on top of the COVID. And this is bringing us a high-tech era. The problem is it's being manipulated in a lot of ways for the incarceration of humanity rather than the helping of humanity. <laughs> and um, which I, I think most important is also the astrological birth chart of the United States. The United States was obviously believed to be in, been formed on July 4th at about 5, 10 PM, different astrologers use different times, but I find that one's pretty accurate. That's named after a man named Ebenezer Sibley, who was a Mason who was purported to have recorded. That was the time that the founding fathers started penning or signing, if you will, the declaration of independence and, no matter what chart we use, even though some astrologers dispute that exact time, um, they claim that that's when the church bell started ringing in Philadelphia. Well, long story short, what that's done is it's allowed astrologers to look at the cycles going on for this country. And I could tell you the United States is under one of the most destructive energies it has ever seen. Even more than the Civil War, what's happening is we have something known as a Pluto return. Now people listening might say, "Well, but yeah, Pluto isn't a planet, and it's too small, right?" And I always say, "Well, dynamite and C4 comes in real small packages too, and it's pretty pretty lethal. It and was a planet Pluto, back in my days. It was back in my day too. And even though it's only been discovered you know in existence in terms of. Current modern knowledge for a little over 100 years, but clearly it has uh, been a very powerful and formidable energy. And I can tell you the Roman Empire, when we go backwards in time, ended on a Pluto return. Well, that's exactly what the United States is going through right now. See, Pluto has what they call a fancy term called the synodic cycle about every 245 to 250 years. Well, let's do the math. The United States was just 247 years old as of this last July 4th. And interestingly enough, we are seeing this current administration basically shut down the lifeblood of this country Under the guise of the climate change, and they're turning off every faucet, plugging up every oil well, and disempowering and raising the cost of goods by not only inflating the cost of oil, but the Fed at the same time is continuously raising interest rates. In fact, in Wyoming, just about a week ago, uh, Mr. Powell had another meeting, and they're warning of at least one to three more Interest rate hikes. Well, the last time the Fed did that during a deep, deep recession, and I don't care what anybody says, we are in a deep recession. And they're just not calling it. The mind control news is telling us, you know, well, everything's fine, folks. Look over here. Don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain, right? And what's going on is the last time they did that was right before the Great Depression. So here we've got an economy that's being gutted, uh, the lifeblood of the country is being gutted. And then they're raising interest rates. They're flooding the border. They're basically destroying the infrastructure of the police, security, and safety, and letting criminals back out on the street with a pat on the back, as long as they vote for them, uh, to, you know. Not not even they don't even have to show up for court dates, and if they do, they get a slap on the wrist, you know, go to violin lessons. So what we're seeing is virtual insanity. Um, it's way worse than I think they're reporting. And I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I think that's true. And as you had said in the opening of the show, we're also teetering on the brink of potential, Lethal warfare, not just with nuclear. Um, believe me, they have a lot more than nuclear weapons right now, and it's very eerie and creepy stuff. And you know, I have been seeing increased UFO activity. I have to tell you, um, we have a little studio we're working on out in Malibu, and um, I have seen two craft literally in the last three days. And I know what I see. I've been seeing crafts since the 70s. And uh, these were clearly not planes. The Federal Aviation Administration requires a plane to flash every 15 seconds. These guys were not flashing. And they were hanging, and I saw one blast off at the speed of literally probably light, as fast as my eye could detect. And I had another one just above me on the PCH, a very weird red cylindrical object With like a dome in it. almost felt like I was in close encounters, you know, pretty wild. And, um, you know, I I know I've had missing times. I've actually had motorcycles shut down in the mid-70s from UFO UFO objects where the electricity just
1: went out. And we'll continue with uh, Jeff Harmon. Uh, These current events, is astrology an indicator of what is to come? We'll continue our program with him. His website, jeffharman.com. Off the charts, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal.
3: Into the paranormal. Paranormal.
1: I'm Jeremy Scott, talking with Jeff Harman tonight. Does astrology foretell or at least have anything to do with current events and uh, Jeff you mentioned uh, UFOs and uh, certainly UFOs have been in the news a lot of late and so I'm thinking that perhaps there is some connection here.
3: Yeah, that's why I brought that up. People might say, "Well, why why is he bringing up that?" Well, because there's a lot more activity right now. And it's interesting because People in the military, in fact, it's well-known, the Minot base uh, is is one that uh, the commander, I actually believe I heard that commander say this a number of years ago, where uh, they had seen light orbs around installations, missile silos, etc., and afterwards they're replacing missile um, parts and they're replacing circuit boards and things didn't work. So I, I believe that it might be a lot more like men in black than people think. There's a lot going on. I've actually talked to guys in the military who have been studying off the coast of Malibu. It's a place called Zuma Beach. People might have heard of it. Point to uh, Very famous. A uh, lot of movies filmed there. Uh, Billigan's Island had a scene there and the opening of I Dream of Genie and all kinds of stuff. Baywatch. But the bottom line is there's a huge shelf off that coast, not very far out there, that has had just an enormous amount of paranormal as well as UFO activity out there. And we've been tracking it forever um, from what I've heard in terms of the military. And I actually was teaching a physics class back in the 80s and I had a student who said to me one of the most unusual things. He said, you know, my dad's an admiral. This is a long time ago, 40 years ago. And um, he said, yeah, he tells me we take submarines all the way up underneath the coast of California, almost to Salt Lake City. It's like honeycombed. I said, hey, "Is not that interesting?" And we've got bases underneath there. So, the, yes, and, and to answer your question earlier, does astrology show current events? Oh my God, you bet it does. Again, I, I you know, I was on the phone with a friend of mine. Uh, Some people may have heard of him, Arch Crawford. He's a Wall Street astrologer. And Arch is getting a little on in years now. But he and I were talking back in 2011. I said, Arch, I said, something's going to happen really big. And sure enough, two days later, we watched the towers in New York come down like sparklers from jet fuel. 2001, right? 2001, that's right. That was the Saturn-Pluto opposition. And then the banks crashed in 2008. And, of course, we had COVID come in which was much bigger than just COVID on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. This was the move to basically not only, I think, move to depopulation, or you could say um, eugenics agendas, but also to rearrange the financial structures of the world. Nobody would be doing what they're doing right now with the economy. If they raise interest rates again, I I know I'm talking to people who are very wealthy all the time, and they're saying this is going to destroy this economy. You can't shut down the lifeblood of the country's energy supply without a quick replacement. And electric cars ain't going to do it. I mean... I know everyone feels like they're doing their civic duty buying electric cars, but it actually takes more pollution to produce the batteries and charge them than it does to run gas vehicles at this juncture.
1: Jeff, you're hitting and- on everything we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks, actually, really since the uh, Maui fires. So... uh uh, yeah. we're, we're on the same wavelength tonight. I can feel the synergy is flowing, and we'll have more with Jeff Harmon after the news break at the bottom of the hour. Somewhere between paranormal and abnormal, I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the parabnormal will continue.
2: paranormal news hundreds of people spent two days searching for nessie in the scottish highlands they looked for any unusual sights in loch ness from land while others continually monitored a live stream hoping to catch a glimpse of anything stirring alan mckenna of loch ness exploration a volunteer research team that helped organize the search tells good morning america there's something to it.
3: I think there's something there, whether it's a, a giant eel or whatever, I, I think there's something down there and that, that's worth exploring definitely. Yeah.
2: Some underwater sounds may have been heard and witnesses may have seen lumps in the water. The last time there was a search this extensive was 1972. Stories of a monster in the lock rose to popularity 90 years ago when a hotel manager reported seeing one in the water. sightings.com has tracked four reports this year and more than 1,100 to date. George Henry, Paranormal News. We have some very significant cycles unfolding all at the same time.
0: 2024, 25, 26 are going to have their own unique set of challenges, the like of which we have never witnessed before in history. Massive, massive changes are coming next conjunction happens in 2026. What could that mean for Russia? It
2: keeps getting worse and worse every day uh, that this war goes by. Biden,
0: Biden won't finish his term. term. This guy might not be, uh, you know, cognitively fit to be our president. Is the US government on the cusp of disclosing the presence of
1: non-human intelligences on our planet? Humanity is just one misunderstanding, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation.
2: Got something to say? Call into the pair of normal at 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada. Skype callers, reach us at ITP51.
1: Off the charts. It's just one thing after another, it so appears, in this day and age that we live in. Jeff Harmon, my guest tonight. He is a master astrologer, also a spiritual advisor. JeffHarmon.com is his website. Gene told you how to get involved if you want to join us on the program tonight. Uh, Jeff, this uh, situation that we are currently in uh, with a potential uh, nuclear war... Breaking out, uh, you know, China or uh, Russia and Ukraine uh, have been fighting now for a year and a half. There's reports of, uh, you know, Taiwan. Uh, of course, North Korea has been one of these nuclear nations that has been threatening the world with uh, weapons for some time. Uh, these geopolitical t- uh, tensions with countries. Uh, the foreign relations uh, all across the world and uh, the state of uh, politics and the election uh, that is on the horizon just over a year from now. Uh, How does that look?
3: It looks crazy. You know, you were mentioning earlier before, can astrology show Mundane events, in other words, worldly events, and the ab- absolutely yes, uh, that is probably one of the oldest types of astrology. Most people think astrology is your sun sign, and it's modern, love light, and clueless stuff. The ancient stuff prior to the seventeen hundreds, and even you know, in the 1700s, was amazing, and it's it's real astrology. It's astronomy applied, and <clears throat> I can tell you, the United States is under one of the most probably intense uh, astrological energies it's ever been under. Pluto return, it has Saturn transiting the moon. These are a bunch of fancy terms that are very powerful energies. The biggest one we have comes in this fall, particularly between September, but most importantly into November. We have a once ever primary directed Mars conjuncting the United States moon. During the election year, we have a Saturn progression over Mars. Plain English, these have never happened before. They'll never happen again for another 360 something years. So they're exceedingly powerful. And this country will either not be here as we know it after this election, or, or it's going to be the phoenix rising out of the ashes. I tend to lean towards the latter, but I can tell you, you gotta have ashes first before that phoenix rises. And there is some serious stuff going on. Biden and this whole administration is very interesting because, you know, George Carlin had it right. Forget the politicians. You have owners. They own this place, and they do. Wilson gave it to them about a little over 100 years ago. And essentially, when the Federal Reserve came into play, that's it. They own this place. Thomas Jefferson said it best. He says, if anyone ever gets to print our money, they will be more dangerous than any standing army. So on the mundane side, forget it. Forget the Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah, they they do what they do. But. At the top of the pyramid, somebody's pouring a whole bunch of money down the funnel. And the Fed is at the bottom of the funnel. And somebody at the top is saying, destroy the economy. Because anyone with an IQ above room temperature can see you can't shut off the energy systems, raise the cost of goods and just everyone's grocery bills, let alone all the other expenses that are exponentially going up, the states and the federal government are now arming themselves to attack even further, more and more taxation. And I can tell you, this is a cocktail for disaster, not even to speak again of the borders and all the crime and the dissension that is actually being promoted in this country. So we're in serious states right now and the astrology shows it there's no question about it and this is a very interesting time you know my mind races back to ronald reagan he used astrology all the time and they said it was nancy but it was actually him there was an astrologer called carol Ryder. i actually got to meet him he was quite on in years in the 80s but um He would advise Reagan on so many different things and cycles. In fact, Reagan was actually sworn in at 12.02 midnight as the governor of California to get a good astrological time. So it's been known whenever kings, presidents, etc., their inauguration charts happen, you can see a lot about what the likelihood of their reign is going to be like from the time they were sworn in. Well, I can tell you the time Biden was sworn in was a train wreck. It's been exactly how the presidency has gone, Um, if it's even him all the time. Um, We are seeing probably some of the most crazy situations in this country we've ever seen. And in my lifetime, I remember Kennedy getting killed. That was pretty young. But I can tell you that... um, this, what we're about to see, if the astrology is right, and I do believe it probably will be, I hope it's not, but it usually is. Um, I could tell you, we're in for a roller coaster ride and a pretty intense one coming up here. So, this election is likely to be a lot of trouble. And don't be surprised if some false flag events happen and the rallying. Techniques that they always use to make the public shiver behind the current leader gets used, and again, I don't think we need much to go on to know that all the you know hidden financial movements that's been done by the Biden family is an absolute reality. And it's not going to be easy to get him out of there, except maybe on the 25th, because even if the House impeaches him, which I think they will, the, the Senate's going to just throw it out the window because they have to prosecute him. But I think there's other ways. We are on a path of great, great change and danger over this next year and a half of the astrology is right.
1: So you don't believe that, that Biden will then complete his term?
3: It's looking like no. Um, I think we're going to see a bunch of events happen here that are really going to be bizarre. And of course, look what we're seeing—you know, with the former president Trump and the lineup that's going on. Don't be surprised if Newsom uh, tries to horn his way in. He's already doing so with the the debate on um, DeSantis. It's uh, it's really going to be interesting. The the owners at the top of the pyramid they are clearly trying to alter the structures. They're destroying the middle class, much more so than I think people are aware of. I hope I'm wrong about that, but all the evidence points that the astrology is right. Sounds like you're talking it's, about a cabal or an elite well, uh, group of... Well, sure. These people run this place. I mean, these upper bankers at the top of the pyramid, I mean, look at the trillions upon trillions that get shuffled around in this Western financial system. And then you've got the BRICS nations who have just now reformed. Um, I have one client who's the CFO in an oil company and another one who works, I won't say where, but in the Fed, but the, the bottom line is I'm hearing that for the first time in the history of oil production, you've got India and other countries buying oil, In royal and other currencies and this is what does this mean well in plain english folks the usd has been the reserve currency of the globe. So now all of a sudden we've got a split here and our currency could spiral down the sewer in a second. If it stops becoming and I can tell you uh, the reserve currency and when you look at the bonds that they're buying, selling out the front door and buying in the back to keep this whole, you know, crap game or house of cards going, it's kind of scary. It's it's more scary now than ever, ever before. I mean, I've been hearing this stuff for 50 something years. Oh, my God, you know, it's going to crash any second. But if there was ever a time we would see catastrophic change, it is clearly on the horizon now. Um, I, I remember in 1977, I watched a friend of mine owned the theater, we, he drugged me inside, Jeff, you got to see this movie. It was a late great planet Earth from uh, Orson Welles narrating it. And according to that, the world was going to end by 1985. And of course, we know it didn't. But now I'm not saying the world's going to end by any means. I just think the world as we know it is going to drastically change. And you're dealing with people that have zero regard for life. I mean, you know, Lenin said it best. He said, uh, you know, we don't care if we kill three quarters of the human race. As long as the quarter that's left becomes communist. And we're not too far from something like that. Um, the difference is we have a high tech society that that could actually happen. Could I mention digital currency? Just think about that one once. Well, you, you're not allowed to do that. So we're turning your money off. It will literally be... A a uh, it'll be like Minority Report, you know. You, you anything can happen. So this is so, this is dangerous territory. Is there an
1: advantage for this cabal to roll out their agenda at certain times over
3: others? They seem to do it right when the astrological hits happen, and proof of that is look at nine eleven. Uh, I can take you all the way back to the 1800s and the 1700s, and they all paralleled major conjunctions, squares, oppositions of the outer gas giants and Jupiter and Saturn. Nixon took us off the gold standard on one. Uh, World War I broke out, World War II. Um, It's absolutely amazing. And, of course, in modern times, COVID, you could have set your watch to the astrology when COVID broke out. I mean, it was right spot on, literally. In the third week of January, they were sounding the alarm bell. I mean, you know, sagebrush was blowing in the in the streets of every major city. And it, it was pretty bizarre, the energy, if we think back to how it was. And um, it was lockdown. And they'd like to do it again. I don't think they're going to... Pull that one off again. I think they they want to do more ma- uh, vaccine mandates. I think they're going to try. Uh, I think there's other variants on the horizon here. Um, I don't think it's going to work like it did then, only because the astrology doesn't fit it. I mean, it was so accurate. It was creepy, the astrology, when COVID really kicked in. So it when you look at all ab- the charts,
1: no. you don't see anything... Yeah. Like that on the horizon, like we you didn't. I
3: see more manipulation of that going on. They're going to keep pushing it, but I don't think they're going to get the mandates put in place that are going to lock us down like that was. I see more violence, trouble, and potential war. I also see terrorist events that could be false flags. Um, I see total disruption in that sense, Um, and I hope. That's wrong, but I would say from the symbolism that I see on the United States and what's going on globally, I see a lot more of that. And financial unrest, that's huge. It's huge. The only way you're going to get the people to agree to a new financial system or digital currency is you got to crash this one. And boy, they sure look like they're attempting to do that right now, even though a lot of people laugh at that, say, oh, that's crazy. How could that be? Well, take a look at the handwriting on the wall. Why would the Fed, they should be doing quantitative easing, not that I'm a financial expert and telling anybody what to do, but that's what I'm hearing really knowledgeable financial experts say, who know a lot more about finances than I do. and. I'm I'm scratching my head going, why would they do that? You know, like they say, well, it's inflation. Well, inflation has always been a part of successful economies. In fact, Elon Musk had mentioned the same thing. Inflation is not necessarily a horrible thing when you have a generative economy. Right now, they're killing the economy.
1: Yep. And uh, we will have more of our conversation with Jeff Harmon as we look at how astrology is influencing everything all around us. Maybe even if we don't know it exists, it's there.
2: Into the paranormal.
1: paranormal. I'm talking with the Jeff Harmon... His website, jeffharman.com. He is a master astrologer and a spiritual advisor. 503-506-0396, our number in the United States and Canada to join us. That's 503-506-0396. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, sounds like uh, what you're saying here is almost as if um, we can kind of pick the winners and losers almost uh, in some regards using astrology.
3: You know, sometimes you really can get very accurate on that. Yeah. I want to do a little shout out here too to your listeners. We have I have a new podcast out right now. It's Jeff Harmon Astrologer or Jeff Harmon Vedic Astrologer. Either one, you'll get you there. And I talk a lot about the mundane things that are happening right now. And we got a lot of cool stuff about the spirit and the soul and also have a lot of really cool things on medical astrology and some of the ancient stuff on the soul and it talks about the matrix we're living and i always say this forget trinity neil and morpheus this might truly be the matrix here of the soul at least one of them on this planet and um, yeah I, i would tend to say you know we're we're in dicey times but we'll get through it you know, we, I, I think we're, we always get through it. Life always goes on and creation never stops. And uh, that's one of the cool things I think about looking at this from the more ancient uh, viewpoints is that uh, it's all just energy. And there really does appear to be many interdimensional beings from angels, intelligences, spirits elementals, extraterrestrials, all this stuff. A lot of this stuff is mentioned in the Vedantic scriptures and in many of the medieval texts and Kabbalistic texts. It is very, very fascinating. What
1: really is cool it,
3: stuff. What
1: does it say specifically about interdimensional beings?
3: Well, I, I, when you really look at the hierarchy, the Yetzeratic worlds, they actually claim there could be 49 parallel universes and 49 subdimensions in each one. And then beneath that, you have the lower astral planes. Again, 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions, which is really deep stuff. And it talks, a, I mean, it, we can sit here all day and talk about this. Our souls are believed to be created so far above astrology, hundreds and hundreds of dimensions above astrology. So it's almost like, because people actually you know, say, well, what is astrology? You know, modern astrologers will run around and call you your sun sign. But the ancient stuff looked at it as an extremely complex matrix of transmission of etheric energy known as the soul force energies. And this gets into the whole plethora of karmas, both good and ill, and reincarnation. And it also gets into looking at what is Earth and this whole solar system? And I mean, if you really examine from both a left brain scientific viewpoint or a spiritual viewpoint, There is a lot more going on on this planet as well as in the solar system than we've ever been allowed to fully realize. I mean, just start with some of the linear stuff like Admiral Byrd, who was forced down in the in the late 40s, early 50s in a mission. I think it was the late 40s uh, in the. subcontinent of Antarctica underneath they were literally pushed down and they were told by beings that lived in the inner earth that we're not going to allow you to destroy this place with nuclear weapons. And that's why I think, you know, people say, well, yeah, but then how could Hiroshima and Nagasaki happen? Well, it's interesting. All that stuff started coming in right afterwards. And again, that wasn't a nuclear exchange. That was one bomb. The emperor didn't, you know, concede and then they dropped another and uh, I think that caused a lot of stuff going on of course right around that whole time we had Roswell in 47 and you know a lot of things were happening and I think a lot of things have been happening on this planet if anyone's familiar with the Tartarian stuff and the free energy and the world fairs and a lot of the stuff that doesn't seem to make it into our normal history books you start scratching your head and go well wait a minute Maybe somebody did lie to us. You know, if these lies ain't the same as the last lies, we know somebody's lying, right? And uh, I can tell you that's kind of, the more you look at it, the more we see that. And you you start seeing the occult that's been threaded through these secret societies. And I can tell you the Masons were one of them. Yeah, we got we to hold that thought.
1: Natural disasters, but perhaps influenced by... The planets and the stars. I'm Jeremy Scott Moore with Jeff Harmon to come in our next. Into hour.
2: the pair of normal store is open. Show off our brand with all sorts of items in the store at pairofnormalradio.com.
1: Unstable might be an understatement. It certainly appears that it's off the charts. War and fire and flood and starvation, the threat of global annihilation, uh, another pandemic on the way, dare I say it? Well, this is what we face. And to uh, Jeff Harmon, a master astrologer and spiritual advisor, uh, been a guest on this program multiple times, uh, is here with us tonight uh, talking about all this, and you mentioned uh, you know the atomic bomb, and uh, I can't help to think about the Russia and Ukraine conflict, which has you know been going on about what eighteen months now and it doesn't have any signs of winding down, uh, or does it, uh, according to astrology.
3: Well, probably not. In fact, I think they actually wanted to escalate. And you know what's interesting is, you know, we hear a lot about nuclear weapons and they certainly exist and they're certainly exceedingly dangerous. But the advancements that have happened since almost now pushing the better part of 80 something years is we have technologies that are far, far more advanced and lethal uh, some pretty creepy and pretty scary stuff. I've I've heard that the U.S. has perfected fission, um, which is a lot different than fusion. And and of course, you know, no matter what they say, the U.S. military is by far the most advanced. I mean, I, I think there's only one other nation that has a uh, nuclear aircraft, and that is France. And China's working on them, but they're a joke compared to... They can't even get a fully uh, loaded fighter off the deck. Uh, The United States military is superior in every way. And I hear they now have fission, which means they can get unmanned military aircraft in the air, and they can keep them up there as long as the rivets stay in the wings, because they don't need to come back... Nobody has to go to the bathroom. They're unmanned. Uh, They don't need food, and they don't need fuel for a long, long time. And they don't need ammunition because they're powered with directed energy weapons, lasers, and some pretty sophisticated stuff. And this is stuff we're never going to hear anything about. But I hear that this is all true. And usually if we hear about something, it's probably 15 years out of date anyhow. And, you know, I think it was, um, I forget the general who mentioned, if Putin drops a tactical nuke. He said, we'll just nuke. He said, we'll take out his whole fleet. And I don't think they're kidding when they say that. I think it was um, one of the generals. I can't remember who it was. But um, I think it was Petraeus. And, you know, this is a really eerie time. And I I really think that might be why we're seeing increased UFO activity. And it may not, but, you know, really, what is a UFO? I mean, it's an unidentified object, and of course, the new term now is A A P, right? Um, and I, I can tell you, I, I think there is a lot of spiritual forces that are going on in this planet that are not going to allow it to be. Uh, okay, well, what does it say about the cover-up that is
1: in full effect? Because that's what is going on: is they've tried to conceal this information since. You know Roswell and beyond, and uh, they're and even before, actually trying before. Well, yeah, before Roswell as well. Uh, yeah. But it, it it continues to this day.
3: <laughs> there was extraterrestrials being mentioned in the Rig Veda, in many of the Upanishads, in the Egyptian stuff. I mean, if you go back through history, extraterrestrial or and and I would call it some of them terrestrial have been here forever, forever. It's been concealed from humanity, and it's it's a very mysterious thing why that would be. And um, again, I'm not so sure it's not a lot more like men in black than we know. And um, clearly, there is an attempt to keep us dumbed down in this state of, you know, hidden Knowledge And and um, there's overwhelming evidence to the contrary. In fact, anyone doesn't have to look too far to find it. And I, I really think there's a lot of factions here at play. And it does kind of seem to come down to good and evil when you look at the human trafficking that's going on, uh, the hideous stuff that we hear that's going on with child trafficking. It's really saddening it 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 truly is, and this stuff is not new. I mean, anybody familiar with the cabbage patch styles, take a look into that one and you'll you'll see what's wrong with that situation. so it, it's really a very interesting planet, and what I would say it's also a very sacred one. And this gets into you know a lot of what the religions have hidden. Uh, I think one of the more key documents was... The, the the book of Enoch, uh, which talks about the Watchers and the war with the Anunnaki, and they were forced down into the earth, and this kind of parallels very accurately the Garden of Eden story, and this may be a lot more true than we know, and you know many quantum physicists will tell you that, you know, everything on this universe is nothing but energy. And then they speak about how there's great spaces and all the atomic matter. And if you were ever to collapse it, you could probably put the whole human race in a small cube, you know, and for that matter, a lot of the matter that's here, the the physical matter. And when you really look at Atomic structures, it's just forces of positive and negative and neutral energies that are all held in exceedingly complex states. And of course, an example of the disruption of that is a nuclear weapon, for one example. And yet, it's divine. And they actually say the seraphims, the cherubims, and the thrones, which are hundreds and hundreds of dimensions above the Yetzeratic universes, are part of the angels that literally order all this matter down here in what we call reality. And there's something very interesting about the lower conscious mind that we all have. In the ancient Aramaic and Hebrew, they refer to the conscious mind as the nefesh. And we all have this little mark that is beneath our nose and our upper lip. And that mark is said to be the mark of silence to make us forget. And they say that an angel ties the spirit psyche and soul by silver cord to the embryo at conception, not at birth, a conception. And the Egyptians had this same lore too. So the Chaldeans and many of the Hunas of Hawaii, many cultures, and they all were not connected when they had this knowledge. And long story short is they say when we exit the womb, That's when the breath starts, right when we exit the womb, most children let out a cry. In fact, I I witnessed that with my son being born. It was absolutely one of the most magical times of my life, and I didn't expect it, but I actually saw two lights come in and join right when he cried. And of course, that's when the breathing process starts. Well, in the Hebrew, that's referred to as the spirit, also a strange word called ruach, which is spirit. Some people call it Rosh, but most people call it Ruach. And there's different names in different cultures. And what's interesting is the lower conscious mind is forming not only in the womb, but from that point forward. So our whole reality structures are based upon what we take into the five senses. You could say it's like a consensus reality. And it's also, Influenced by the astronomical influences that astrologers call astrology. And if you study Vedic astrology and Nadi, which is very ancient, it's kind of eerie how accurate it is. There's angels and fixed stars and all these complex things that seem to be this menu of consciousness, but it's influenced. Not by the stars, but quite possibly the stars are influenced by your soul's position on the evolution of creation. Because if you take time out of the equation, I mean, anybody with a IQ above room temperature knows there really is no time. I mean, the rotation of the earth, and if, even if you're a flat earther, you have the cycle of the sun rising, cumulating, setting, and then, of course, anti-cumulating at midnight. So there really is no time. If you took us out of this celestial mechanics of astronomy, what's time? You know, if we were in a different place and we weren't tied to these genetics... Consciousness supersedes the physical body. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And this is what the ancients really taught in the mystery schools. So the conscious mind is actually an attenuator to true consciousness, to true, you know, you could say divine awareness, and this was tried to be taught by many of the religions, and I think they, they failed in a lot of ways, and in the Hebrew, there's a really wonderful structure that talks about the lower conscious mind is really the comport through the five senses, but it's not us. It's the keyboard, the mouse, and the screen, or the steering wheel, the gas pedal, and the brakes, if you will, but it's not us, and see, many people know that there, many people's conscious vibration is rising and that's why I think this planet is so sacred and maybe why, call them terrestrial, extraterrestrial, whatever you want angels, spirits guide this planet, it's the soul cauldron, not a single one of us will exit this life you know. without, we're not taking the body with us, we take nothing with us physically, we know, we see the attorneys fight over it all the time, so what are we doing here <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all about the money, right? And I, I don't, you know, the richest man in the world dies with the same amount of money as the poorest, zero. They don't take anything with them. And it's really interesting how this lower consciousness is, in a lot of ways, I wouldn't call it a lie, but I would call it a an illusion. In fact, the uh, many of the Vedic practitioners would. Say it's called uh, called a purusha which means the perception of reality that you live through what your viewpoints are and they call it Maya. Mm -hmm. And of course the world's real, of course we feel pain, of course we age and we have love and all these wonderful things and hate and all the other things, but it's just an experience. And, you know, when you look at the lower spirits, the evil ones love to engage us in hate and in violence and in juxtaposition and division. That's the power they get. They parasitically feed off of it. And there's a lot of very evil stuff that goes on here. We hear a lot of this stuff that, you know, is rumored to be conspiracy theories. Uh, I I can tell you my opinion is, it's not. I've actually spoken, I used to do forensics work. I've had people in some pretty interesting places tell me, well, we know satanic rituals are going on, we've caught them, we've seen it, we've wanted them, and uh, some pretty hideous stuff happens. I've actually had clients where I've looked at their Vedic astrology and I said, oh my God, what the hell happened to you here? And the tears poor you wouldn't believe it. I said, try me, I might, and they were involved by force into some of this stuff, sacrifices, and it sounds crazy. And you would say, well, what would ever make a conscious or sentient human being even engage in that type of stuff? Only the answer could be possession and also influenced by the, you could say, the spirits through the possession of the soul. All
1: right, got to take a break, but we will continue our conversation with Jeff Harmon. His website is jeffharmon.com. Much more to come on our program. Stick with us.
2: Into the Paranormal.
1: ...of the world is connected than we might believe, at least on the surface. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the paranormal, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. Talking about astrology and its influence and connections to current affairs. But also uh, the soul. And I was talking a little bit about possession uh, of all things before the break. But there is apparently this soul connection to our astrology, as you've been uh, telling us.
3: Well, I would say it's, it's why we have the astrology we have. And this is, you know, the religions have made out astrology to be the work of the devil, right? So that's it's so saying, predicting the future. It's not at all. It certainly shows the influences, but it also, you have to, we humans are truly the arbiters between good and evil by what we take on and what we believe. And this is an interesting talk here because when you bring up the subject of elementals, um, there are many types of elementals. There's known as the sylphs, the fairies, the undines. These are known as the earth, air, fire, water spirits. Now people laugh at that, but yet many intelligent people have said that these things exist. And of course, you know, we have a hurricane going on in Florida right now. And people say, well, why would the fairies do that? Well, it's very interesting how science is rightly analyzing all these different currents and can pr- rightly predict probabilities. But no one can explain how this fabric of the atmosphere is built up. Yes, I can say it's molecules and all that. But it's very interesting. How these flows continuously go. There's actually a text about this that's exceedingly ancient called the Sefer Ratziel. And that's named after the Archangel Ratziel that is purported to have delivered this document to the first humans, which was believed to be in the West, Adam and Eve. Now, there's other stories about this in other cultures that actually go quite a bit back. And what's interesting is it mentions in here how these teams of celestial angels are at sunrise, noon, sunset, midnight. You can't make this stuff up. It's not my innovation. I'm just reporting what this text says. And it's very profound. I have several different versions of it, and it's very sacred. And it talks about how, yes, science is analyzing the repeatability of the physical worlds. And I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm one of them. Back in the 70s, my mother was the one who introduced me to astrology and I, I laughed. You gotta remember, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin driving semis and logging, you know, and motorcycles. And, you know, it was like Dukes of Hazard up there. And when my mother first introduced me to this stuff, you know, I really was into electronics. I loved music and science. And I said, come on, I said, this stuff does it work. And she was actually calling my girlfriends to the tea, you know, as I was driving at the time. And she said, Oh, Jeffrey, this girl's going to be like this. I said, Come on. I said, This stuff doesn't work. And she laughed. She says, Well, you better check it out before you, you know, just poo poo it. And my mom was a pretty smart lady. She was a uh, an RN. She started out as an LPN, then RN. Then she was a hemodialysis specialist. And she was moving quite far up the ladder at the time. And then she sadly got cancer. But, but, uh, the interesting thing is, uh, when I did check it out, we had a good time and this was BC, you know, before computers, when they were just coming in, we thought we were cool <laughs> when they, we got the, uh, the, what was it? The, uh, Commodore 64. Remember those? And then we got the one twenty eight. I know. And, actually, know, like- <laughs> actually I don't Jeff. I'm not,
1: <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> date myself, but, uh, no, actually I've been quite lucky. Uh, This technological age uh, really does never cease to amaze me. All right, we'll continue with Jeff Harmon. Got another half hour with him. News coming up with George Henry. And then we will continue. Somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal, I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Parabnormal is the show you're listening to, blasting across the radio.
2: This is Parabnormal News. A fireball lights up the sky over Colorado. More than 80 people reported their sighting to the American Meteor Society in the wee hours this past Sunday morning from the Denver metro area to as far south as Santa Fe, New Mexico, and as far north as Casper, Wyoming. Margaret Landis, a research scientist with the University of Colorado, tells Nine News that there's a good chance it was a piece of comet from the Perseid meteor shower. I think are really exciting because they remind us of where, what our place is and where we are in the solar system. Witnesses say it was bright red, fell fast, and lit up the neighborhood. It appeared to break apart into pieces as it faded into the sky. George Henry, Paranormal News. Connected. Hang on for the ride. You're headed into the paranormal.
1: I am Jeremy Scott. Paranormalradio.com, our website. That's Paranormalradio.com. Somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. We've got social media as well. Give us a like or a follow on your platforms. We're probably there. And uh, my guest tonight, Jeff Harmon, his website is jeffharmon.com, H-A-R-M-A-N, where you can find out more information about him, book an uh, astrological reading uh, if you are interested in that. Uh, Jeff telling us that he learned astrology from his mother, and this was uh, B.C., uh, that being before the computers. So uh, uh, you really did learn the old-fashioned way.
3: Yeah, and I've had the blessing of studying with a lot of older astrologers. A lot of them are passed away. Um, I I had one teacher in in the 80s. They started getting into the Vedic astrology. I had one teacher who passed away in the 90s. He actually was from India, a very old man at the time. Really interesting guy. Um, India is such an interesting place because it's so ancient. They say there's actually 56 constituent parts of ancient India. And one of the things that really gets old is not only do you have Hindi, which most people speak now from India, but you have Sanskrit, then you have Dravidian, you have Tamil, and it goes way back to the mists of time. And many Western scholars are not in total agreement with that. A lot of people think everything came out of Egypt and everything came out of Chaldea. Not that those aren't profound places of knowledge, but I also have to say, so is India and in the Far East. Quite interesting stuff. I love the Egyptian and Chaldean and the the medieval stuff too, but I would say I like looking at it all. It's, it's quite profound. And it, what I loved about it the most was... Um, you know, meeting some of these different teachers, they—they um, they really, you could see how old this stuff was, and how their modality of thinking was completely different than the West. They really do believe we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, and that everything is just energy and movement. And uh, let's face it, we all, at best. Are going to live into our 70s, 80s, and 90s. So some people live longer, um, but uh, for the most part, most of us live a productive life somewhere from our 80s. You know, uh, and and we're pretty much done, right? And I do know a lot of people are functional. My grandmother died at 102, and she was actually she ran her business into her mid 90s. I think she was 95 or 96. Quite amazing. I really love that lady. She was born in 1907, and um, anyways. Fun stuff because it's it's a total different way of looking at life. And I, I have a lot of people who are into psychiatry, psychology, who really enjoy looking at the viewpoint of the human condition and psyche from that vantage point. And I have to say, it's, it's really been an eye opener for me as well. And uh, I never expected to head in this direction. It's kind of found me. And um, I I always enjoy when I can help people because it gives them direction, like location astrology is absolutely stunning. Uh, That's another one I ran into in the seventies. And I, to my amazement found that that's been around again for many, many, at least hundreds of years for sure. And that is you can really change your energy by where you live. And it's literally takes like ley lines of your birth chart and extrapolates them anywhere throughout the globe. And it's stunning stuff. It it really is. I have found it to be so accurate. It's creepy. You have not only your birth chart, which is your inherent energies, but you also have various progressions and transits. And again, you can look at countries. You can look at people. um, You can even look at cities. One of the advantages we have in the United States is the youth of the country compared to most countries of the world. I mean, we have incorporation dates of almost all the cities and states because they're documented. And we find even looking at the birth charts of cities and states has a huge effect on each individual in its own unique way. In fact, the Romans used to do a ritual outside of a city to chase away the angel before they would attack because they knew that would weaken the resolve of the hearts of the people to fight. Nice guys, huh? And, of course, that was a long time ago. But this occult knowledge, I think, was known by our forefathers. And I, I really believe that the uh, Masons who formed this country, uh, there was a man named Manly P. Hall. You you may have heard of him. He ran the Philosophical Research Center here in Los Angeles. And I had a chance to meet Manly in the 80s, because he passed away in the late 80s as well. And profound man, he uh, wrote a book called "The Secret Destiny of America." And again, I go back to the profound, you know, essences of the of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It is really all about humanity. It protects anyone of any race, any creed, any denomination. And I think that's under such severe attack right now, according to the astrology. And in fact, George Washington did a ceremony laying the cornerstone of the Capitol. I got a mural of it. Um, In fact, I talk about that on my podcast. If people want to go to my podcast, Jeff Harmon Astrology or Jeff Harmon Astrologer, um, you'll see some of these podcasts where we talk about this and we're continuing to talk about this stuff all the time. And it's uh, really breathtaking when you look at how much they use astrology. Benjamin Franklin, even though a lot of people dispute it, he ran something called Poor Richard's Almanac. And that was exactly where the Farmers Almanac came out of. Everyone's familiar with that, and that one gets a clean bill of health because it's not really using hardcore astrology. But that came from Benjamin Franklin, and uh, was born out of Poor Richard's Almanac, which he he literally said, no king, no general would would perform an important act without first looking at the astrological energies in play. And I can tell you, the founding fathers did do a lot of that and there's been a lot of presidents who have uh, there's been a lot of who haven't and uh, i can tell you uh, biden doesn't seem to and if he did they don't care <laughs> because uh, the time he was inaugurated was pretty atrocious to say the least so it's really fun to look at life from this viewpoint and again my exposure to not just astrology, but also the journey of the soul and who are we having this physical experience, I think changes a lot of the way astrologers should look at astrology. It's really the astronomy and influences upon the soul and the spirit. And there is a differentiation because these incarnations are believed to be You could say almost like avatar-like experiences where the lower conscious mind integrates into what many people call in the paranormal, of course, ghosts. And, of course, we also refer to these as disincarnate souls. And many of them dwell in the astral plane. Uh, Until they're either reincarnated or the etheric energy of that particular consciousness dissolves back into what they call the upper neshma, which is another Hebrew word of all these divisions of the soul. This is really... Interesting stuff. And it really goes down the rabbit hole because it seems that there is just myriads of hierarchies of all different kinds of angels and spirits and intelligences, disincarnate souls, and elementals. And that's something I want to touch on really briefly before the next break. Yes, sure. Elementals. Elementals come out of our third eye chakra. Now, here's what's interesting. If you were a demonic, you know, intender, If you can divide a nation, we see this in cults, we see this in religions, we see this in many denominations. How could Hitler have gotten the people? And that's, of course, a more modern example. But how do these despotic leaders get all these people to follow them? Isn't that interesting? And that is when you create a collective mindset. If anyone's familiar with Napoleon Hill or many of the people who espouse positive thinking and goal setting, really good stuff. You are creating elementals. They emit out of the third eye chakra and go out into your aura. We're all doing that every second of our existence. And these things appear to stick with us, not only in this life, but they transcend into others. And this was the theory behind the ancient Nadi and Vedic astrologers. See. Vedic astrology is kind of a pop term. Its real name was called Jyotisha, which means the science of the light of the soul. And it's only one branch of six branches of the Vedanta. And, And the Egyptians had very similar stuff on this. And the Chaldeans and the Sumerians, very interesting stuff. And there was a lot of knowledge about who we are. And what's so, I think, instrumental about just talking about this is... We have to be careful what we believe. You know, George Collin was right. They don't want people with critical thinking. They want people just smart enough to do the jobs and obedient enough to accept all the crappier stuff they got to start throwing at them. And what's interesting is when we develop critical thinking, we're not as controllable. We're not as mind-warpable. And literally the lower conscious mind. It's like, silly putty, take most children. Why do they go after the children? Well, first off, when you're in the first seven years, your formative years, any psychologist will tell you, you are so much more impressionable than you are the older you get, even though a lot of people are very impressionable as they get older. And people form their belief systems, which is really just deductive reasoning. And few of us ever really question What do we believe? Every time I hear that phrase, I believe, I'm like, okay, you know, so you believe. And people will fight to the death for some of their beliefs. I mean, look at the families that were divided during COVID. Look at the political mayhem that's going on. This is exactly what someone, the oldest adage in the world, is divide and conquer. So what's interesting is I think we have to examine as a nation the mind control news, the mind control that goes on. And exa- I mean, look at right now, I'm talking to parents who are saying, my God, uh, they're going to take my kid away if I intervene with their sexuality <laughs> before they're even you know, 10 years old. And I'm scratching my head going, wow, this makes George Orwell's book 1984 sound like a playground. You know, it's eerie what's happening. And this is, you know, when you look at not only 1984, but let's look at Anne Rand's book, Atlas Shrugged, and quite interesting stuff. And many others who have said, you know, be careful what you believe, because um, the masses can be controlled a little bit like cattle if they're not aware of what they believe. And it's very interesting, the polarization that's going on right now. And these kinds of things often happen right before very powerful events in the world. Now, this one's big because we have a connected world. Look at the Internet. It's a global world like never before in modern history, at least, have we seen this kind of connectivity. I mean, when you look at media and social media and all the interconnectivity that we have, it's pretty profound. And travel, too. So where we're at right now, this is a different place. And when you look at how the average American and person in the world is carrying in their pocket a device that is more powerful than most desktop computers were even two or three years ago. And that's the iPhones and the Androids with GPS and God only knows what they can do with 5G. So this is an eerie time where we have to really examine, you know, what we're all being bought into. Because, um, you know, not not to say that everything's conspiratorial, because it isn't, but there's also a lot of coercion going on in many areas of society and there always has been but I think it's much more dangerous now than ever before and it's interesting because these collective what they call elementals literally affect the etheric energy of the astral planes and the lower worlds and we have that going on all the time but I think it's very strong right now and it seems to correspond with the celestial alignments and progressions that happen on countries and on the world. And clearly we have seen this polarization and intensification since 2024. There's many people who have heard about these different agendas that are playing. I mean, listen to Klaus Schwab. I mean, I I actually thought I was listening to a Dr. Evil Austin Powers movie instead of the world economic forum. Right. He's talking about the great reset more
1: with Jeff Harmon. Uh, to come as we wrap up our program somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Off the charts.
3: Into the paranormal.
1: By the way there's a, a fire in Greece, it is the largest ever in the European Union. What is not being reported at least as much is the 79 people who were arrested for arson in Greece. We had uh, the well, the fires up in Canada as well. Of course, who can forget about Lahaina there in Maui? And I'm wondering, Jeff Harmon, if uh, any of this has to do with uh, what you kind of alluded to in the Great Reset.
3: Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I had warned on my podcast on YouTube. uh, Again, go to my YouTube, Jeff Harmon Astrologer, and you will hear two weeks ago I said Venus was going retrograde now you might say okay great what does that mean we've all heard of mercury retrograde well venus also goes retrograde and it actually went retrograde on the 22nd of july well this is very special because the mayans actually built temples to this so did the indians and the egyptians were very many ancient cultures were very familiar with these synodic cycles, and what that means in plain English is when Mer- when Mercury and Venus go retrograde, they always change a lot of things. Well, Mercury is retrograde right now, but Venus went retrograde on the 22nd of July, and it's what we call an inferior retrogradation, meaning it's passing in between the Earth and the Sun. Much much stronger. Well. The, and I warned about this. I said, weird stuff is going to happen. We always see strange accidents, fires, explosions, accidents, and kooky stuff. We've heard a lot of military weird stuff been going on, too. Crashes and various different things, like you mentioned, the fires in Greece. The Maui fires broke out exactly on the day that Venus retrograde was squaring Uranus. Strange, weird stuff, and it was. There's a lot of, no matter what your Opinions, you know, all the climate changers are beating their chest. Well, look, see, we've got to stop all the SUVs and the farting cows. When Maui came out themselves and said, well, it's largely due to probably electrical fires caused by the power company's negligence. There's other people saying quite a bit different, and they're saying quite possibly corrected energy weapons right. were involved. So, however, you slice and dice this pie, <clears throat> the Venus retrograde always brings this crazy stuff out, let alone to see what happened up in Canada. Uh, absolutely incredible what's going on up there, and Greece, and in other places, strange crashes, etc. So we've also got Mercury retrograde. Now Mercury goes retrograde every year, three times a year. And of course, Mercury will go direct on September 16th. So it's not the end of the world, it happens every year. And of course, it's not the end of the world when Venus goes retrograde. But these things exacerbate strange events, especially the inferior retrogradations of Venus. And of course, Venus will go direct on September 3rd. So right around uh, late afternoon, early evening, Pacific time. So you can extrapolate to wherever you so are. So if on a people global. are in a
1: bad mood on Sunday before Labor Day... On the weekend there, (laughs) we'll know
3: why. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you—you clearly, the fires in Maui, it was like clockwork, how accurate it was that strange events like this happened. And I think there's probably a lot more going on that was connected to not only Maui and Greece and Canada, but I'm quite sure if we were to look uh, and sift through what wasn't reported, you'd find a lot of strange things happening. It always happens. They they actually call it the Lucifer falling. And the reason why the light of Venus can be seen going into the combustion of the sun, which is, of course, the conjunction of the sun. That's its occidental phase, which actually happened right around August 13th, which that's right before the Mauis, when they broke out. That was the square to Uranus. And then now it's on what we call the... um, Oriental side which means it's rising before the Sun and uh, we just had a Sun Saturn opposition so it's it's really interesting I think the big thing that's winding up for us is what we're going to see happen this fall and I can tell tell you
1: tell us what that's gonna be in a minute
3: well the astrology United States says we're gonna see a lot of trouble I think the owners are gonna pull out a few stops they're probably gonna do some false flags and create a lot of dissension. And I hope we don't see war. I hope we don't see false flags or attacks in this country because we could. And those are the kind of events that usually get pulled to re-divert and redirect attention. And um, clearly we're seeing, you know, a lot of... Redirection away from the whole situation with the Bidens and the money laundering, and that really gets a lot of attention on one side of the fence. But the criminals behind it all—we're <laughs> I mean, not even talking about the rest of them. Gotta say good night to the- you. Thanks, thanks so much again, Jeff Harmon.
1: You bet, you bet. The District of Criminals is what we call D.C. Until uh, next time, friends. Be safe.